0: We come into the world and we are given the most powerful tool, but we aren't handed a user manual for it. I am talking about our mind. This is Emily from EssentiallyM.com and I am obsessed with mindset, manifestation, and spiritual alignment. I study NLP, Neurolinguistic Programming, which is the deep understanding of the subconscious mind and how we can actually program and use it to create health, success and happiness in our lives because our thoughts are truly our most powerful tool. If you are ready to create a life that you are absolutely in love with and live in a reality that is better than your dreams, then stick with me and consider this your weekly dose of free coaching. Welcome to the Miracle Mindset. Hey, it's me. I just wanted to let you know that if you are into personal development like I am, then you might be interested in the journals I created to help myself walk through a morning and evening routine. This, of course, is a habit of the world's most successful people, but I always found it so, so overwhelming. They start and end their day with things like journaling, affirmations, intention setting, clarity, evaluations and check-in self-care actions, of course, like moving their body, or stretching, or taking deep breaths, or meditating and it was just so overwhelming. I didn't know where to start, which ones to do, which ones not to do, and felt like I didn't have time to do it all. So this all led to the creation of my morning and evening ritual journals, which I am proud to announce are now available on Amazon. All you have to do is search The Morning Ritual Journal by Emily Ann Brandt or The Evening Ritual Journal by Emily Ann Brandt. It's the first one that comes up anyway, and I hope you'll get both. You'll get free shipping if you do, and I know these will change the game for you like they did for me. So with that, let's get back to our show. All right, welcome. Welcome back to The Miracle Mindset. This is your host Emily from essentiallym.com. Today, we are all about the money, honey. Money, money, money. Specifically women and money. Specifically women, shame and money because there is truly so much like guilt and shame around women And especially women who are ambitious and want money. It seems to be this major belief that wanting money is bad, especially if you're a woman. So I'm going to get into all of that and some common limiting beliefs around money that hold us back and actually block abundance from flowing in. They're keeping you stuck. They're keeping you broke if you have these thoughts. So you do not want to miss... A minute of this episode it's going to be so juicy so good let me know your thoughts at the end of it if you like it if you got any aha moments make sure you take a screenshot of this episode and then share it on your insta or your facebook or wherever you like to hang out and tag me at essentially m essentially emm all right money honey did you guys know ladies that most widows go into debt within just a couple of years of their husband dying. And let's face it, more often than not, the husband dies first before the wife. Women typically outlive the men. And then the widow is left to manage the money that she never learned how to manage because her husband already took care of it. So, so many widows end up burning through what was left, what they had to live on, burning through it in a year or like not knowing how to pay bills and just going into crazy debt so that really Alarmed and shocked me when I heard that and I thought oh my gosh, I can't let that happen I need to educate myself about money. I need to take responsibility for everything I need to learn how to invest. I need to learn all the things and I want to be financially independent and responsible and knowledgeable so That's one point that we're gonna get into today is making sure to educate yourself and don't be afraid of it. Don't be intimidated by it and make sure you learn about money. Because I, for one, do not, well, first of all, I don't ever wanna be a widow. I hopefully, I told Derek I demand to go first, but we shall see. And B, if that does happen, I certainly want to make sure that I know how to manage the finances and I'm not just left completely ignorant and struggling. It's really really sad fact that so many women end up struggling and confused and getting taken advantage of even by, you know, brokers and bank managers and so forth. Another thing is that it seems to be like socially acceptable and even applauded when men proclaim that they have big lofty financial goals. Like, oh, he wants to provide for his family, that's so great, what a good man, what a good ambitious man, right? But a woman saying she wants to be rich or wealthy is considered rude, greedy, or inappropriate. It's not ladylike, right? You aren't supposed to say you want to be rich. It's not humble, it's not you know, morally correct, it's not politically correct. It's not this, it's not that, but why not? Why is there a double standard? It's 2019, and I mean, it just is ridiculous how prevalent this problem still is and how much women are afraid to desire money. Even like step one is desire it, right? Or openly desire it and go after it, and so many women are still afraid of that. So I'm also going to get into some limiting beliefs that are probably, you might have a few of these or one of these, some common limiting beliefs around money. So a limiting belief is not a true fact, it's just a belief that you have that limits you because it's sucky and crappy and limiting, not empowering. (laughs) So let me see. The first one is, I'm not good with money, therefore I don't deserve to have it. And okay, first of all, if you are thinking any of these thoughts and beliefs, you are actually repelling money and opportunity, just so you know. So with all these limiting beliefs that we're going to talk about, I want you to ask what they're going to cost you over the next five years or 10 years. If you continue to hang on to this type of belief, and this type of belief is actually repelling money away from you and opportunities... How much money is that gonna cost you? How much opportunity is that gonna cost you? What else is that gonna cost you? Freedom, happiness, fulfillment, the ability to do the things you wanna do and love and help the people you wanna help? Okay, so let's challenge that limiting belief that I'm not good with money, therefore I don't deserve to have it. How specifically are you not good with money? You've gone into debt before, you're in debt right now. Do you think every single person who's wealthy now never had any debt at one point in their life? Do you think that something's wrong with your brain that you can't read a book or go to a seminar or watch a freaking YouTube video on how to better manage your money? You don't think you can learn how to invest? You can't like it's as can be as simple as reading a book, you guys, or watching a freaking YouTube video. Everyone can watch a YouTube video. And you can learn and you can become good at managing money at any time. So that's not even a valid belief. Hopefully I just debunked that belief for you. Because you can always choose again. You can always choose to become good. So you might reframe that. Instead of saying I'm not good with money, you're going to start saying I'm learning to manage money well and I manage what I have so that I can make room for more. I am worthy and deserving. And don't skip the worthy and deserving part, right? Because before you were saying, I'm not good with money, therefore I don't deserve it. And at our at its core, all of our limiting beliefs almost always come back to I'm not worthy. So it's really important that you regularly reassure yourself, sweet girlfriend, that you are worthy and you are deserving. And make sure you affirm that and don't ever forget that. Okay, another one is having money makes people bad and greedy. Sister, money only magnifies who you already are, okay? So yes, if you're greedy and you're a bad person, money is just gonna magnify that. You're gonna be even more greedy on a bigger scale. You're gonna be even more bad on a bigger scale. But if you are generous, you're gonna be more generous. If you have a service heart, if you're, you have a heart to help people, you're gonna help even more people. Can't you help more people when you have more money? We vote with our dollar, right? So let's say you care about animals. Now you have more money to spend on vegan products and support brands that support animals. Care about the environment. Now you can afford to buy like reusable everything and only buy from environmentally friendly brands like zero waste makeup products that tend to be a little more expensive, but they have that positive impact that you are looking to make. You can donate to causes that you care about. Yes, I know you can also volunteer your time. Absolutely, but do you? If you have to work like 40 plus hours a week, just to keep your head above water, just to pay the bills, just to survive? Do you really have time and energy to do the things you're passionate about and to go volunteer for that soup kitchen or that mission trip or whatever the thing is that you're gonna volunteer for? Do you really have time to do it as much as you would like to? I mean, absolutely. If you can find the time, or make the time rather, because we don't find time, we make time, then that is amazing, that's awesome. But for most of us who are trading time for money, aka hours for dollars, it is exhausting. And that is another thing with, if you allow yourself to create wealth and have more money, you also have more freedom with your time. And therefore, time to do what you love, help the people you love, be with the people you love, do what you want to do. Obviously, you can't argue with the fact that More money is good, but I'm just saying you might have those beliefs that are actually blocking it from coming in. Another thing I hear women especially say a lot is, oh, I don't care about money. I just want to be happy. Dude, then why are you always complaining and miserable? Because you can't afford things. Because you don't know how you're going to pay all your bills, how you're going to have a social life. How you can't go to that nice dinner on Friday because you don't have the money. Oh, but all you care about is happiness? Wouldn't you be a lot happier if you could just go out with your friends and not have to worry about it? Or if you could pick up the check for once and feel generous and abundant? Or if you could, like I said, help more people? If you could afford the things that you want when you want them? If you could afford to travel? If you could afford to live your fullest, best life? Wouldn't that help you attain happiness? Another thing is that people think I'd rather have love or happiness than money. They think it's this either or, and this is a big misconception. This is a big no-no. We have been taught by media, by like movies, that rich people end up sad and Um, money ruins everything money ruins people ruins relationships and rich people just don't even have any time to enjoy their money and they're all you know get divorced and they have scandals and you know it creates murderers and all this bad stuff and and then it paints the picture of like the poor families who you know they don't have much but they have love and they have each other and they're humble and they're um I mean, that's beautiful and that's wonderful, but it doesn't have to be either or. I know plenty of people who have lots and lots of money and they have beautiful marriages, beautiful families. They're amazing people. They're kind people. They're some of the most generous people I've ever met. And guess what? They're rich and money doesn't ruin people. We hear the occasional news story which uh, by the way I hate the news I don't watch the news anymore or listen to the news because it's all fear-mongering and the news stories are always like you know there's a homicide in in some of some wealthy person and then everybody goes see that's why I don't have any money money makes people crazy money makes people turn on you and yes it can but it's not always the case Doesn't being poor also create criminals? That's how people end up breaking into stores and stealing things or robbing banks. It's desperation. It's poverty. It's scarcity. Right? So there's two sides of that story. And I think who you are is who you are. And money is literally just paper. It's an energetic currency. It's not our soul. So... If you can see money as neutral, that's the key. That's the ding, ding, ding. That's the winner. If, when you can see money as neutral and stop attaching to it all this meaning, like stress, overwhelm, uh, money is a source of fighting, money is a source of headaches, money is a source of worry. No, money is neutral. You're the one causing the worry and the stress and all of that, right? So a lot of letting it in is just, letting the money come in is your mindset and your energy around money because money is an energetic form it's a currency and we as humans put the value on it and we put a meaning on it which is different than the value right all right so another one is oh just i just wanted to rant about the fact that Women still earn less than men, okay? If you think it's not okay to be a woman and ask for more money or want to earn more money or desire more money, then why is it so expensive to be a woman? Think about it. The overpriced razors, the overpriced deodorant, everything is more expensive than men's product. I buy men's deodorant or I make my own because women's is just ridiculously overpriced. The shaving razors are overpriced just because they're pink and they're geared towards women. We're also kind of socially expected to spend more money on beauty. We, you know, there's expensive hair appointments, nail appointments, there's skincare, there's makeup products. All of this stuff is constantly being marketed at us, and most of it is pricey. And, you know, there's lash extensions, there's designer handbags, shoes, all of this stuff that we get pressured into buying, and I'm not saying everybody does, maybe you're thinking, no, I don't I don't spend money on that, that's not my thing, and that's totally cool. But in general, there is a definitely, I think, more pressure on women in terms of spending, and even without that, our cost of living is kind of more expensive because of those basic hygiene products being priced higher, and, We also have to pay for our feminine hygiene products every month. Pads and tampons get expensive (laughs) on top of everything else, right? So, I mean, why is it okay that we are expected to spend more and we aren't expected to earn more? So just keep that in mind when you feel a little bit weird about being a woman and wanting more money another fun thing i wanted to bring up is that i actually recently opened a self-directed investment account which i'm super excited about i've never invested in my life (laughs) and when i heard david bach he's the author of the latte factor and uh, i think smart women finish rich was one of his first books if not his first book it's based on teachings from his grandmother who became a millionaire just and this was years ago and just on her own by saving a few cents a day and then she took it to the bank and first they refused to work with her because her husband wasn't present and then she put her hands on her hips and she said listen there's other banks down the street that will take my money so do you want my money or not and she got herself an investment account and she was able to just make money off of the little money she had by saving little by little and just being mindful and proactive about it on her own it's a really cool story so Anyway, I heard David on an interview with Rachel Hollis, my girl, and he was talking about um <clears throat> he was talking about the thing about the widows and how most widows go into debt and that and they don't ever learn how to deal with finances or how to manage any of the accounts or uh all of that. So it freaked me out <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, that is not going to be me." And so I decided to educate myself. I do- dove into more money books and I asked my fiance to help teach me about investing because he's really good at it and I've just never bothered. And I do have a little bit, you know, which I was just kind of slowly saving and it wasn't growing or anything. And I decided, why not do something with it, invest it? So that's exciting and I'm still learning. I actually just opened it, so I still have to learn how to go in and buy stocks and which ones to get and how to research the market and see how it's doing and all that stuff. So I'm excited about it. But I know a lot of you already do invest. So I have some friends who have been investing since they were like seven, and they just had like family members who taught them about it. They've always been really great with managing money and saving. So if that's you, kudos, you go girl. I'm so, I'm so proud of you for... For being proactive like that. So I highly recommend also the book The Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker or Secrets of the Millionaire Mind which taught me how to manage my money now. So he talks about managing your money now even if you only have a dollar, manage that dollar. And this is, is partially an energetic thing because you are showing the universe that you can handle money, you're managing it now and you're making room for more to come in. You're responsible with it, you're managing it, you're handling it. And he, he divides it up and he gives you percentages of wh- where to allocate um, your money. So it's like, I think 10% is a give account where you give away 10% and you just give away to anything. People you wanna help cause you care about buy a friend's meal wherever but just practice giving and he says 10% and 10% of play money that you have to blow every month on you know something that makes you feel abundant like getting a massage getting a new outfit whatever it is and then 10% on into a financial freedom account and 50% on necessities and so on and so on I don't remember exactly. I know there's an education account as well, and then one other long-term savings account, I think. So the education account is money you're going to reinvest in yourself, basically, and this can include money for books, courses, programs, going back to school, but you're going to allocate 10% of your income into an education fund, which is really, really cool. You can spend that money on going to seminars and keep furthering your your mind, because your mind is seriously the most important thing to invest in. It is your biggest, most powerful tool. It's your biggest asset. You need to be investing in your mind. I completely, 100% believe that, and all the wealthiest people say it. So yes, so he also has a book, David Bach, sorry, not T. Hauerbecker. Dave Bach also has a The Latte Factor, which I want to read, I haven't read that yet. Smart Women Finish Rich, those might be some good books to check out as well as The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. In terms of mindset, so those first three books are more practical, how much money to put into what, and practical tips on saving and growing your bank account. But in terms of mindset, which is also more than half the battle, some good books to check out are The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. Somebody in my journal, Ritual Journal Challenge, is going to win that book in a couple of days. I'm so excited. And another one is The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity by Edwin Gaines. And of course, the classic Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So if you don't have any of those books, start with at least one of them. Make a wish list. I recommend you read all of them when you get a chance or get them on Audible i absolutely love audible i love listening to books and just working on my mind constantly always one last money tip is sorry two more tips is to be open be open to receive and don't expect to make money only in one way right so don't be thinking oh well i only have a job you know i only have the one job it's full-time i can't really just magically make more money at my job you, money can come in in so many limitless, unexpected ways, but it cannot if you are blocking it and resisting it, right? You could manifest random winnings, you could manifest random business opportunities, you know, the opportunity to do a gig or to make something for someone, to sell something, to create a product, to sell online or wherever. Money can come in from so many different ways. So just remain open. And my last tip is to remain grateful. Of course, thank every single penny that comes into your life. Literally, even if it's just one penny that you have or one dollar to your name, I want you to be like, thank you for the abundance. Thank you for this money. And give some of it away, as crazy as that sounds, if not all of it away. That is what some of the wealthiest people have done, even at their lowest of low, they were completely broke and they still chose to give because when you are doing that, you are showing God, you're showing the universe how much absolute faith you have and you're also keeping money in the good flow, which is talked about a lot in the Edwin Gaines book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. You got to keep money in the healthy flow and you got to stay in that abundant flow and when you're abundant and you're trusting that there's always more where that came from, right? Which is one of my favorite mantras. There's always more where that came from. Every time money goes out, I used to be really scared of spending money or paying people or you know, buying things at all. I was such so careful with my money and so cheap. And now I'm learning to just say, there's always more where that came from. Thank you very much. And remember that money is just an exchange of value. And dollars follow value too. So you wanna make more money, put more value out into the world. And always, always, always stay grateful. If you see a penny on the ground, if you see a dime on the ground, pick it up and say thank you for the abundance and keep it, put it in your pocket. Be grateful for every single thing you have and you will end up having more. Go on a gratitude rampage. Make a list of all the things related to money maybe or like material things that you have to be grateful for. Starting with, I'm assuming you're listening to me on a cell phone or some piece of technology. If you have technology, you are already among the world's wealthiest, right? So be truly thankful for that, sit in that for a second. If you have a roof over your head, if you have electricity, running water, easy access to food, You're already among the world's wealthiest, okay? And you'll be amazed how much gratitude attracts even more good into your life. There are so many other juicy tips that I could get into, but we would be here for hours. And, you know, this is already slightly longer than my episodes usually are. And I know y'all are busy. I'm busy. I am going to pack all of my money and manifesting tools into a course that you will be able to purchase and go through at your own pace, hopefully coming this fall slash winter. (laughs) I'm working on getting that created for you guys right now. First, I think I'm going to do a total manifestation, up-level your life, step up your game course, and then maybe one specifically just for money. Let me know if that would interest you at all. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found this episode juicy and helpful, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please leave me a review on iTunes or screenshot this episode and share it on your social media and tag me at essentially M, Essentially E M M to let me know your thoughts or send it to a friend who needs to hear this message today and keep the love going connect with me on Instagram if we aren't friends on there yet, at essentiallym. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you on the next episode.